Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A new quarter brings new goals. But what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Okay. That's what the chipmunks did in Alvin and the Chipmunks when they covered that song. It was beautiful. We just did a beautiful Instagram Live where we announced our spring west tour. Wild, wild west. Um, It's going to be so fun. And today... Tickets go on sale to the general pub so you can get a ticket if you're not a Patreon subscriber and just a regular plebeian. Today's your day to win. Again, our show starts in LA, goes to OKC, and then down on to Texas. Where we'll hit Fort Worth, Dallas area, and also Austin. So go to sexyuniquepodcast.com 
and get your tickets while they're hot. While they're hotter than a skillet. Where's my iPad? There it is. There it is. Tonya, get up here. Yes. Come here, my little baby. Um, right off the bat, I listened to Rachel Goes Rogue Part 2. The premiere podcast of Q1 is Hey with Rachel <laughs> Savannah Levis. Listen? Yeah, I listened to this morning. I forgot that like she even had a podcast. And then I was like, thank God for this. And honestly, this is my new favorite podcast. It was, it is, what is she? It's called like, I will respond or something. <laughs> she actually addresses her voice, which I was. Her laughing. Well, yeah. And her kind of like nervous, like people can tell she's smiling during the recording and like she who cares yeah i'm like why are you even addressing it just don't even let the just yeah your voice is like fucked up but don't let the haters win yeah don't let them win many people laugh i was like a true comedian she uses humor to process her trauma and that's fine this episode seemed a little more i liked it i thought it was pretty juicy i thought it was she's kind of coming into her power in this chapter and i think she was sort of in charge. It was Rachel's turn. Her producers were mostly silent, which I was happy about. Yeah, I think they're like probably still prompting her, but cutting themselves out of the conversation, which I very much appreciate. She went, we had such a big reaction to the first episode. Many people wrote in and I am hearing your feedback and I will address it. I feel bad for her because her podcast has a 3.3 rating on Spotify. And that seems unfair to me. What is it? About, like out of five. Oh. It's just I, like haters fo- and trolls. Give her a 4.5. I'm sorry, but I hear a lot of podcasts that are... Actually, I don't because I don't listen to bad podcasts. But I know for a fact that that podcast is not a 3.3. Guys, this is an, I was listening to this today as I was, I was like cleaning and like zhuzhing up the apartment. And I'm like... This is entertainment. Like she's giving and she's giving it's her giving. all and she's giving the juice. She's giving the tea, spilling the tea dole. And I actually think she's like bringing up good points. And it's interesting to hear her like it's it's today was mo- more about like Schwartz's um, complicity. Com- com- yeah. But also his like kind of she had some like empathy for him, I think, because mm-hmm. he was he did get put into a shitty situation. I'm not excusing him at all, but like. Schwartz or Sandoval is a really bad guy. He's just so manipulative. He's so manipulative. He's unbelievably manipulative. And he Schwartz is a big dummy. And he like kind of trapped him in this, you know, secret. The creepiest thing to me was the story about how Rock was like reeling with shame the day after hooking up with Scando. And they had to go film and she had to ride in an Uber with Ariana to like go film. And he was like, pretend like nothing happened, babe. And then they went to the bar and started to film together. And he personally sent them a bottle of champagne. And I was like, he's sick for that. And she said, I think Ariana thought it was for her. And I think he was sending me a message, like a celebration. This man is a sick pervert. Wait, which scene was that? Was that when they go to girls night and see Charlie? I don't know. (laughs) Don't ask me. But they're in the car and Ariana says, oh, I hate this place. This is the kind of place where like random people come up to me and be like, I fucked your boyfriend. I feel like it was like the. Or maybe not because rock came later. I don't know. I don't care to figure out those details. I just care about the fact that it's so creepy. 
and to just, send the champagne and send a message to like both your ladies. But she's pretty real, and I she's think she's very real. And I think when she's in, like, she was, you know, she was pretty honest. She had a lot of shame and guilt, and to be in an Uber the day after you, like, I could not imagine anything worse. True. And the to be in an Uber in general, but also of. Oh my God, what was I going to say? There was something else that she, oh, the house, the house tea where that she was like, Ariana, I think he doesn't want Ariana buy him out of the house because he wants to stay there and hold on. So I think he's being stubborn. I was like living for that. Yeah. And she said, I get why Ariana would be like, you're the one that cheated on me. You get out. And also just like him hanging on to this relationship because of the house. They just shouldn't have done that together. I mean, I get being like, this is my forever person. But she also, I love that she kind of was like, they were basically living in like a shithole before. So they they were, they trauma bonded living in this like hovel with a bad microwave. I think about that apartment on a near constant basis. I, I think my apartment, that apartment. What? Yeah. I've been in that apartment. What was it like in there? Horrific. It was exactly what... It was like dirty carpet, popcorn ceilings. What did it smell like? Vertical blinds, those chaise. It didn't smell bad. I'm sure it smelled good. But it's like... It's just like one of those... I can't believe... Horrific LA dingy apartments that sometimes you just have to live in on your... During your come up. And like it... I don't wish that on anyone. No, and... Yeah, a they... popcorn ceiling is a true it's death death to them all like it is i'm sorry to you if you live in a popcorn ceiling currently it will get better just like hold on let's research mama on how to get you out of there but you also know like no one is like no one's like excited to go live like who in the world decided popcorn ceiling should be a thing there's not a single person that's ever looked at a popcorn ceiling and have been like I'm home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we all know how we both feel about vertical blinds, which I've lived in vertical blinds apartments. So like, I Me get do. It. Um, you have to serve time. If you get to serve time in LA, you have to really put in the time and live amongst the vertical blinds in order to really understand the struggle of Los Angeles. But Raquel also described like the whole, I was fascinated at the Peter thing. And she she was like, so one time when I was subletting at Sheena's apartment after I broke up with James, I posted a or I did an Instagram live where I got some flowers from Trader Joe's and arranged them and then posted the photo and wrote when the light hits and Peter Madrigal posted beautiful. And then basically she was like trafficked by the producers to like fuck him. And they were like, you need to date him. And she was like, I don't like Peter. Like, I'm sorry. And they were like, yes, but like the fans will want to see it. So they were like, please do it for us. We want to take care of you. Like, how else are we going to take care of you if you don't like suck and fuck this guy? So she she does into- like the producers are nefarious. Yeah. And she said she went on it. So she goes on a date with him that we all heard about. And she drinks four lemon drop martinis. And no, like- this was before the date that they filmed. No, she I know. She went this on was- a date with him. And she cried. Yeah, but this was not filmed. No, I know. So she drank martinis and got like blackout. And he like came over and sat with her and was like, they're there. 
Let's and take, then let's she, get you home. She was like, I have to go home. And then as he was driving her home, she was like, I have to puke. And she's like, then I puked in the gutter. And Peter texted. This is classic Peter. Texted her the next day and was like, that date was incredible. Can I take you out again? He <laughs> is she touched. Was... He's what? He's touched. Okay. Um. Wait, what do you mean? You know. Oh. What? Oh, man. Um, uh, Raquel also says that she was like, after that, I never want to see... Basically, I never want to see this man again. <laughs> Only if I have to see him in a group setting. And the producer was like, no, at least date him for a week. They were like, so you we went can- on a date with him and you didn't film it? You have to go on another one. She was like, no, please. Please. Anything but that, please. And, and she- they were like, no, you're doing it. And she said that Peter gets like a pretty cushy salary because he's been yeah because he's been an OG yeah so like he's not hurting and but he was she goes I think he was wanting something to help boost his paycheck so they both had ulterior motives and then she goes but I made sure to specify that I will only meet him in the day at La Boheme <laughs> so that's Truly, that's the day we saw if you find yourself forced into going or like coerced to going on a date with peter madrigal you've reached a new low in your life <laughs> and you need to really reevaluate every life decision leading up to this moment and do like a deep moral inventory and examination and try and for the love of god change course before it's too late i think raquel i think puking on a first like look i've i've like i get i get her when she said that i was like i've been there well, also, she's, like, drinking so much. She's, she's like, I'm drinking four lemon drops. I was like, I... The last time I drank four anything, I was, like, blackout. Well, she was she was boozing. And then she said... And then after she went on the date, the film date, the producers were like, that was so great. We think you should go on a glamping trip for your birthday. They rewarded her. Oh, no. Sorry. That was when... Okay. So then she talked about going to Mexico for Sheena's wedding and she kissed Tom Schwartz, as we all know. And then the producers were so happy with her, the work that she put in, that they rewarded her with a glamping birthday with her closest and best friends. I like her. She is going rogue, though. She is. I'm into it. I'm like, this bitch is going rogue. Every Every time I listen, I'm like... She's going the fuck rogue. I went, I went this girl's on fire. And this literally, girl, I called 911 and I say, hello, operator. They go, this is 911. How can I assist you? And I go, Rachel's gone fucking rogue. And I'm then I to, hang up. I'm here to report a rogue. And they go, Rachel, Savannah Levis. We know we've gotten 89 calls about it. We're on it. Um, And she said that she, on at the wedding, she... Sandoval was like definitely behind like orchestrating this ruse of a flirtation between her and Schwartz. And she's that. a trafficking victim. She kind of she she was definitely being obviously being she's a makeout. She's being forced into kiss trafficking. No, I mean she was the producers were definitely like throwing her around like a doll. Like they were, it was a little sick. Kiss trafficking is real, and I'm here to bring awareness to this phenomenon this disgusting underbelly known as kiss trafficking on vanderpump rules it's real and it is happening to a lot of people veil 
also is trying to get kiss traffic to Jax and Peter back in season three. Wait, I'm, I was getting that same discomfort I felt during Scannaval where I was so like, whoa, at this situation. Like it happened again during Rachel goes rogue. <laughs> That's how Wait, when Rachel the... goes rogue, she fucking gags and snatches. But I was thinking your about... wig in particular. I was thinking about the Mexico trip where Tom was like roaming around her hallway and then she like brought him in and they fucked like just the the audacity the audacity and that he's like he's like swimming up next to them and being like good job guys he's sinister he's so sinister and she was like she kissed schwartz and also it's it is it's sad because she like was conflating like friendship with like oh i should kiss him you know what i mean like she she still just ha- doesn't get some things where she's like they're like why did you kiss him then and she's like well because we were friends and i was like girl she you've gone too rogue uh she with that was... i said rachel went a little too rogue yeah sometimes when you are going rogue though all bets are off and you have no choice but to rogue even further but just that they were fucking on that trip yeah, they're sick. They're sick. I like when she talks about the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. When I had to check in myself to the trauma therapy center. She said Tom was immediately fucking other people. Yeah, didn't people come out of the woodwork and say, yeah. or like he didn't wait to date? I guess maybe after like they broke up or something. The letters. Oh my God. The letters. She sent, She goes, I sent a fucking lightning bolt postcard and i made sure that schwartz intercepted them so ariana would never see i'm like girl you're kind of dumb for that though like you sent a postcard like why don't you just write in a you need to like write with your left hand and like you need to like write with your left hand and zodiac style it put a fake address because there was she was still addicted to this but i think she also is kind of like a dumb dumb who can't advocate for herself and that's not an excuse by any means it's just like we all need to like understand that and accept that when it comes to rock she's that's just that's what it is she's not the Those sharpest limitations tool, yeah you know, at the hardware store she's she's trying her best and i i'm i'm gagged so anyone all the haters who 3.3 rachel goes rogue you guys fuck yourself i think that Give our listeners chance. and the sup army it's time for us to go rogue. Gather on Moss. Head on over to Spotify and give Rachel Savannah Levis the five stars she deserves. I never. Also, I just have to say, I never listen to any of these idiots podcasts <laughs> except to make fun of them. And I've tuned in twice and with excitement a second time. I know when I got when it said a new episode, I went, oh. Yeah, when I saw that in our like shared document, I was like, and I put up, I went, and then put on my fucking headphones and walked Tony to the delightful sounds of one Miss Rachel going rogue. I went full switchboard girl, like from the twenties, and was like, I was like going like operator hello hello like i was like fully like i see a morse code like a mirror glinting in the sunlight yeah. and it's carrie uh, standing on his balcony to inform me that rachel has once again gone rogue there should be like skywriting whenever an episode airs just over la and it just says r r r g r i want know. rachel goes rogue to chart i'm i'm ushering in a season of rachel going so rogue i need rachel going rogan is how badly i need her to like chart you know who's going really rogue right now? Who? J-Lo. 
Guys, J-Lo... This is what happens when going rogue goes wrong. So J-Lo's teased... We knew she had an album coming out called This Is Me No. I didn't know that. Well, I knew that. And so she's... But she's... uh, Today, she released the trailer for like a full feature-length movie that's going to air on Amazon. That's like a music... Like a video album. Visuals of her... But also album. like her just like telling her story for once. It's basically a J-Lo biopic starring Jennifer and it's co-written Looking by Ben Affleck. Stunningly gorgeous. The surgery's that? on fucking oh, fleek. She's... The surgery is surgerying. And she You know what? Like it looks like that Wachowski sisters movie with Channing Tatum that they did that was like a huge Yeah, this is giving Jupiter Ascending (laughs) vibes, which was I saw in theaters. It was floptastic, but I was like, this is her Jupiter Ascending. And I kind of think like we should all enter a place of delusional self obsession at this level. Like if in the year of our Lord 2024, you're not putting all your funds into like telling your fucking Jupiter ascending ass story, you're doing it wrong. And it's directed by Dave Meyer, who like did all the great 90s music videos. Like he's like one of the he's like the best music. He video. is that bitch. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like all the greats. And it's the the effects are off the chain the budget is limitless the budget this is like a 250 million dollar budget and it's basically about it's like she's parodying herself about her being like a sex and romance love addict and i'm obsessed though with like i'm obsessed with making yourself like so stunningly gorgeous in every scene and it's like your friends are confronting you and they're like you're a sex addict and you're like what no that's crazy and you're like so like you know, like, there's not an ounce of, like, ugliness or, like, shame no. or anything that would go with kind no. of those feelings of being confronted, which would be, like, an awkward or, like, some kind of traumatic thing one might have to process. But, like, her just being like, what? That's it, fucking crazy. And I think the whole the whole feature is leading to her me- reuniting with Ben. Yeah. Is he in the movie, too? He wrote it. I think he might be in it too. Kim Petras is in it. That's cool. And Kiki it has Palmer. a star-studded cast. Did I see Fat Joe is in it? Fat Joe is her therapist. He I goes, mean, "We'll get back to that later." And she's in therapy, and she's like, "She looks twenty years old." I was like, <laughs> "She went okay, Joe." <laughs> Fat Joe like, looks snatched. This is you see, yeah, he's looking great. Derek Hoff is in it. I was like playing like a suitor. She's like, I really, I like Who's you. Who's he but... supposed to be playing? Some gay guy. Who's she ever dated? She, she dated that backup dancer. Oh, well, she, she was... dated Diddy. Is she going to talk about Diddy like gun era? Oh, I still. I didn't see any of that. I read that. By the way, I read that the um... court filing. Oh, I didn't read it, but I it watched a lot of TikToks about very it. Very scary. But she dated Diddy. She dated Ben. She dated. She was married to Mark Anthony. Oh, yeah. She was married to... She dated Casper, that backup dancer. That guy. Then she married... Or she got engaged to A-Rod. Oh, yeah. I've literally forgotten. I've eternal sunshine to everyone except for Ben. I know nothing. They were, like, fully married. They were, like, common-law married, basically. And they lived in Miami near where my parents live in, like, a 
They live in. Wow, well, it's wow, like a. Cro- my parents live in. Ooh. Oh, stop! <laughs> it's they live like across the waterway. All right, but um, across the waterway from the poor side of town. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing. Yeah, they live in. My parents live in. It's a hog, not life. For well, one of the scenes is very Annie Coda. She's in like a factory. Yeah, she's having her her like sad factory moment, which is important when telling one's story and getting down to the real me. Well, and then you, you there's like a whole plot. There's of like her a being, sci-fi plot. There's a sci-fi plot. There's a plot of her being young and like in the Bronx, dreaming of like the big city and making it big, and then she, she's working in a factory at one point. And I'm like, there's like forty right. set pieces in this movie. The, I, the budget is truly like I'm into stars going rogue because Kevin Costner's kind of doing this too, where he's like taking the majority of his money and like he's self-funding a directorial endeavor where he like directs like an epic western. Is he doing that right now? I don't know, but that's like part of the reason he was like, I will only be in the next Yellowstone season and I will only film for one week. And they're like, uh, you're the lead and that can't be done. And then like in his divorce is con- has been contentious, I think, because he wants to just use all his money. He's like putting it all on red. Like he's like, I'm doing this movie and I'm into like he's swinging, some great movies. swing big, swing yeah. for the fences. I mean, this is true creative energy, and I can't, I can't be one to hate on the vision. Kevin Costner was the original Bradley Cooper, Dances with Wolves, The Postman, Waterworld. When though is Matthew McConaughey going to be in like the next Yellowstone iteration? Remember he that is. I know, but like, when is that happening? I don't know. When are we gonna have a Beth Dutton? Yet? Yeah. When are we going to get the Beth Dutton spinoff called Let Me Guess? Uh, because I that's need... That's what her solo show is called. I need a Beth Dutton vehicle. I'd like to see Beth Dutton in, like, law school. I just want to see her, like, post... yet, like Or pre-Yellowstone, like, when she's really... Before she finds Rip. Like, I, I need more Beth Dutton content. I think Beth Dutton will die at the end of Yellowstone. What? Why? Just... She burned too Why bright. would you say such a thing? Oh, come on. Do you know something that no. others don't know? Why? Oh, I have the... I have the. But like, I, did, have the, I haven't watched the most recent season because I was waiting for it I to stream commercial free. I stopped watching it, but my I was like, God, I, I feel like she's just... She burns too brightly, you know no, what I mean? No, but Beth always she lives comes too back. Hard. You can literally like Or she'll blow. fake her death or something. You can like literally bomb her. She's... <laughs> she's unkillable no i know she's Listen, been through it all why would you say do not ever speak those words ever again it just says it was just a feeling i got i was like god because i feel like they'll just do that to be like to so be like, like it's over yeah to be like, no we're not making a woman's show yeah no i i, I don't want that i she's, no I, she, I refuse to live I in a world that. where beth dutton's dead i love i'm the one that turned you on to beth dutton i know but beth dutton now has a hold on my heart no, she'll. I want like Beth Dutton. I want like a legally blonde, but Beth Dutton. Legally Beth. Legally Beth. <laughs> um, True Detective, though, I saw. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for everyone. I saw an interesting theory that Matthew McConaughey is Fiona Shaw, the woman who follows the ghost out into the. He's the ghost. No, that Matt. That's his dad, and she's his mom because she's because the guy he said his dad's name was Travis and he lived in Alaska. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I didn't know that, but I thought I while I was watching it, I was like, I'll bet he's related somehow to these people. 
They just thought that. When I saw Fiona Shaw skinning a wolf, I was like... I was gagged. I love her so much. Every Everything she's in, she makes better. True. Jody. A plus. The... What's the co-star's name? That lady. She's... She's great. When she rode that guy till the point of tears, he was crying. I was like, I turned to Simon. I went, she did that. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. Yeah, she has powerful fuck energy um, and powerful detective energy. I'm really happy that it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, though, it's such a name. fine line. I know. Like, I don't, I can't have it going in like a yellow jacket's direction. No, 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 no. I don't think. I think it's just like. Some people are seeing things, but we don't know. I love like kind of a psychotic, like druggy, like mentally unwell character. Her sister with the blue haired sister. I'm excited to follow her journey. I'm excited. I'm that excited she... about cheek piercings for the first time in a long time. Wait, I'm, I'm... what the fuck is her name? For the first time ever, honestly. Callie Reese. She's amazing. Did you say she's a boxer in real yeah. life? That's hot. Um, she's gonna. I like that. I like their contention. I like their like. She and Jody have a rivalry, kind of. I like Jody's lesbian daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm into it. I love the drunk. filming sex tapes with underage girls. Yeah, I loved the. I drunk... love the drunk lady. Yeah, I was like, every town's got one. I love John Hawks, but I think that he is guilty. Okay, I have a theory. Can I? I'm gonna spoil. This is a, this is just my theory. If you don't want to hear it, just go ahead. But this is my theory already. Mm-hmm. That activist woman who was murdered like years ago. I think the research men are all were all bad, and they like killed girls together. Because because when Jody came in, there was something like strange about them. When even when we were seeing them, like it was very like just them doing their little errands at night. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling. When Jody came in and she goes, oh, so they're all like monks. They look like they're all men. Like she said, oh, all men. They're, they're kind sex of... traffickers. I feel like there's something like they, because I think she a was. Government grant. It's a, all a cover up for their big old sex trafficking business. Or they were like, because she was an activist against like, I think. the go, com- save the, the children. The corporation that they were, that they're being funded by, I mm-hmm. think. To, so I think. But the guys had government grants. No, I know. I think maybe she was killed by them or like the government killed her or like but they're covering. Like I just got a icky vibe from the guys. That's my that's my I think it's about women being like. I get a little icked out by why is a man are you like living in Alaska? Unless you're the thing and you're Kurt Russell and it's hot. But like otherwise. Makes me think of that guy who won that season of Alone. Oh, who yeah. was Alaskan. He was just like a sad Alaskan. Who, like lived with his mom. I'm also just like dark all the time. Take me out. And you're like, good morning. And it's like. I'd go out. I'd, that's like how it is now. <laughs> I'd run into the night too without my clothes on. Yeah. I'd be like, Jesus, take the wheel. So I saw a tweet that said they were gooning at the end. You know, like the sex. Fa- like, have you heard of gooning? What's gooning? Oh, what's a gooning? Gooning is like when like during like if you're like edging with a guy or like or and they a go, girl. Yeah. And they're like when they they're come like, like just like weird doing like really like goofy, silly faces. <laughs> Maybe that one detective came in and fucked them all to death. She fucked the life out. Of, that guy was kind of hot. Too. He was hot. I like I like he, he can was, live in Alaska. He was sweet. I feel like he's going to get. I know. And I think the guy's son is so cute. Yeah. He's John cute. Hart. I love him. Who is that? Who's that man? The woman that plays his wife, though, is 
could use an acting lesson or two. Which one is she? The place is like wife slash mother of his kid. Oh, I think I blacked that out. I was a little bit like, mm. God, by golly, Jodie Foster, she showed up. <laughs> no, no. Well, let's get into people that don't need acting lessons. Come here. This is me now. This is me now. I don't know what's happening out there. You don't need to worry about it. It is, isn't it? Diatlov a little. Definitely. Scary snow. Night. Disappearance. Yeah. I did like the Ferris Bueller thing. That was funny. And it was very like, of course, a woman would be the first one to be like, can we fucking turn this shit off? Yeah. To be like, actually, just open a fucking cabinet yeah, and the find the DVD the player. Thing. Like, what is wrong with you? The men just sitting there being like, oh, we'll just Look suffer. Over it with a blanket. Yeah. I'm like, good God. How does Jody do it? How does she do it? How does she do it as a single mom wow. raising all these kids? She's the Reba of Alaska. What was with that one eyed polar bear? We'll she, find out. Didn't she see like a, a stuffed animal? Maybe with... a polar bear caused her husband to die, and maybe a child died too. I think also like some I think kind her of... kid died. Yeah, or like a grandchild. Well, her the girl who she's parenting her dad, I think, was like a coworker of Is her. That's not her. The she's... blonde guy, her son. No. But John Hawks is his dad. Yeah. And the the And the, she the and John Hawks teen. have never been married? No. They okay. like hate each other. Okay. Her the girl that she's parenting is her friend's daughter that she took after he died. So maybe the polar bear has something to do with that. I think it's some sort of like ancient spirit, maybe also like awoken by climate change and like the tundra ice. Anyway, we'll see. Theories abound. I love these theories of yours. Like a tumbleweed blowing in an early spring wind, Sexy Unique Podcast is back on tour with a brand new show, an immersive musical comedy erotic spectacular that will debut on February 25th in LA, Los Angeles. Then, what in tarnation? Carrie and I will be hitting the dusty trails, parking our steeds in Oklahoma City on March 1st. Then, on to the Lone Star State for two shows. Dallas-Fort Worth on March 2nd, and Austin, Texas, March 4th. Us cowgirls are ready to lay down the law, so come get in line because it's time to two-step. Giddy up on over to SexyUniquePodcast.com right now and get your tickets while they're still hotter in Hades. That's SexyUniquePodcast.com for tickets for the Texas tour. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. 
No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking you digital frames are bleak, but I'm telling you this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy to use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an aura frame and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. 
and I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. I preloaded pictures on it. And now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data. And the fact that I was able to break through and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So many of you have been asking, so we're finally dropping our skincare routines over at Too Niche. From a Botox-induced droopy eyelid to a harrowing battle with adult acne, we are covering the highs and lows of our skincare journeys, as well as our current A-plus product recs. So join us for new episodes every Thursday on Too Niche, where every topic is a thrill to us and nothing is too niche. But speaking of ancient specters, I'm Carrie. I'm Laram. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Polar Bears. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Tundra. Queens. Part two of the reunion. We come up and Angie's immediately fighting. with. She goes, I deserve to be here. I deserve to be here. I have to say that I've turned a corner on Angie K and love. I love her. I'm loving this energy she's bringing in this. Re- she's I a crave pro. her. I crave her. She has. She's pretty unshakable. She is. She's stony. She kind of just. She never really like wavers. She's just like like Monica. gets. She's a reputable businesswoman. And if you watch on Peacock, hearing the uncensored is like really wild for me. Why? What are they saying? I watched Censored. Just hearing them actually say fuck is like jarring. Monica has a dirty mouth. Monica has a potty mouth. She's a yappy little bitch. (laughs) She's a hoyden. She is a total hoyden. I'm like, shut up for two seconds, please. I wrote, I wrote, I'm clutching my pearls at the, at the F-bombs at Monica. You fucking, fucking bitch. You fucking, fucking, fucking. God. And then we get. Meredith asked for the heat to get turned up. Meredith is freezing. I love her. Her makeup in this is pretty. Meredith went silent in this segment of the reunion. She always has like one segment of the reunion where she goes fully mute and she just exists. What is different about her makeup? Is it her eyebrows are kind of I think she's bronzed and she had a facelift like before they started filming the season that might have taken a while to like for the swelling to go down but now we're seeing like her new face i think that's also why uh angie k said that she's a trampoline with eyes because she had a facelift and like i think that's why and now it's like settled and she's i hate her jewelry i need her to stop wearing it meredith that like low rent uh, like mid-price jewelry i love i love this video of her and brooks in miami during art basel and there was like flash flooding in miami and they're Brooks is filming them in the car and it's just like flooding like up to the car door and you just hear uh, Meredith going la mer <laughs> like the sea <laughs> I love the two of them getting into trouble together Meredith is always like 
having car drama with like the yeah, elements. We... It's either like water or snow. No one's addressed that yet. I hope they do. In the... I hope we get to this is a real true detective. Like what is going on with Meredith and the elements and like huge escalades. And then we time for Monica and Vovo. LD comes into the picture and okay. Can I say my hot take? Say it. I'm a little bit on Vovo's side. Oh, I'm team LD all the fucking way. When Vovo scolded Monica at Greek Easter, she had reason to. Monica needs someone to rein her in. And I'm assuming that in the past it was her husband, but now she's gone rogue. And now no one has the reins anymore. I'm going to say I'm sure LD was not a good parent. Uh <laughs> yeah. I think she has a lot of I think she definitely I believe she's Monica. She's psychotic. She's a psychotic person, but I think when it comes And I understand why like it's very clear to me like why Monica is exactly the way she is. Like one can only become Monica maybe a little worse if one has been subjected to an LD. LD so is a that all tracks, but I'm like LD to me is far more entertaining than like Monica. At this point, I'm starting to be like, I don't want Monica anymore because I'm like really weirded out by her. I find her to be incredibly off-putting in a way that I'm like not here for. LD, um, we get a flash of Lisa running after Monica in Bermuda when Monica found out her family didn't want to see her. And I swear, Lisa said, Annika, Monica, Monica. Monica, what happened, Monica? And then we get a shot of Lisa real time watching and you just see her go, oh. <laughs> also, I'm convinced that Jack is not in Columbia and she's just posting photos pretending. I'm like a truther. You're of, a truther? You get every photo she posts of him looks photoshopped and there's one of him like just in like a red, like it looks like a arcade. And she's like, this is Jack in Bogota. And I'm like, I don't believe you. I think he's in California. Let's investigate. Okay. Um, apparently LD asked to go to Bermuda on the girls trip. (laughs) They had to tell her no. So then she went rogue and she (laughs) said to the, all the family members, don't see my bitch daughter. And they were like, got it. Message received loud and clear. LD really wanted to be on the show. And, um, she abandoned, Monica says that she abandoned her when she like left her in Pennsylvania and like went to the big city Andy was like, what did she abandon you to like go do? And she said she wanted to be on television. And Andy goes, oh. He goes, well, she's certainly on TV now. Mm-hmm. And then Monica said that when she was auditioning for the show, she felt like her audition had gone bad. And she was like, oh, my God, like, mom, like what happened? What happened? Like my audition might have been bad. I don't know if I got it. And her mom goes, let us pray. And she goes, Dear Lord, if it's not if it's not Monica, let it be me. <laughs> Queen shit. Wow! And everyone goes. You just see Whitney go. Oh my god! <laughs> and also, the, the Andy asked Lisa if, how she feels about Monica's mom treating her badly, and she went, "It's really none of my business." I'm obsessed with Lord. If you're listening, and if it's not Monica, let it be me. Incredible. That's a good prayer. She's asking the Lord. And it kind of, she got her prayer answered. I used to, I love like, I love the, I love asking God for things. Mm-hmm. Please God. Please me... God, please. <laughs> if it's not Monica, let it be me. 
You could argue if she was a good mom, you could argue she's just fighting for the family. But no, she just wants to be on TV. Well, I mean, LD is like, she has shark eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's seen she things. She ate a guacamole with a spoon and said, what a delicious dessert. <laughs> she talk- like, she's Lisa at one lost point goes, the plot. Maybe if I had a daughter like you, I'd be talking to plants too. <laughs> I know. I love them litigating the comment where Lisa was like, no one wants to be your mom. And it's like, that's true. That's true. No Literally, one no one does. Um, because you act like a fucking crazy person. Something happened to her. I think it was the mixture of gay husband joining LD. Mormonism. Yeah. And then going to pursue like fame in New York. I'm sure like something happened. She has fragile like Valley of the Dolls energy. She came back from New York changed. I mean, I think she was touched before that, too. Touched by Satan himself. But, like, she, that definitely didn't do her any favors. Whatever what, the things she saw. Is that what touched means? That's not how I've heard touched used in the past. What do you think it means? I didn't know for a second. Well, I'll let you learn about it offline. Um, And then Andy goes, Whitney, how are you? Are you in touch with, your, with Diane Warren, <laughs> her dad? And Whitney goes... You're going to make me cry. She goes, no, my father and I do not speak. Diane and I are not in touch. She goes, my mother and I are. For 16 years, we weren't, but now we are. But father and I do not, we avoid each other. He's too toxic. That's for the best, I think. Yeah. Do you, okay, this is a, maybe an in, insensitive question, but do you? Do I you have think, no idea. Do you think that he abused her? That's what I was thinking, that that has something to do with it. I mean, also, he's, like, an addict that either is, he, like, relapsing constantly. So, like... I was thinking either... I mean, I don't want to get into this, like, specifics. It's, like, it's triggering and it's not my business. But, like... Well, she kind of made it her business. But either he he was responsible for it or he, like, enabled it with, like, a family or something. Yeah, whatever it is. I was, like, it's dark and I wish Whitney lots of love and light on her Helen journey. <laughs> Diane... I wish Diane love and light on her Helen journey, and I hope that she gets sober. I hope Whitney gets her shit together and wears a better outfit next time. Yeah, that was pretty that bad. That her outfit is truly, like, what is she thinking? Yeah, it's very, like... It's um, very, like, summer girly. It's, like, beat. It's so strange. I'm like, this is winter. When did they film this? Like, fall? It's very seasonally inappropriate. Um, we find out Monica fell down the stairs at Angie's house at Greek <laughs> Easter. Like that day, Monica was pure chouse. Like she was making such a scene. It's unseen footage, but Monica fell down a ch- fell down the stairs and then threw her shoe and almost hit a toddler. And then in, like Angie's, in the head. And Angie's family, like people were coming over to be like, "Let's get you up!" Like let's get and, sh- and like Monica was absolutely out of control. And then I'm going to need cameras, though, like because Monica is like house rising. So, like, I need cameras on her every move. But that shot of her from above where you just see her back and she just goes, <laughs> she throws and like there's children and like really concerned. Like Angie said she had relatives that left because they felt unsafe with Monica. With Monica and LD's shenanigans. Yeah. Like family has got to go. And Monica was like. And then, and then Angie goes, and then you were tweeting about suing me. And she goes, I didn't tweet at you. I didn't tweet anything about suing you. And then she goes, yeah. Angie goes, you said I should sue you, you fuck. 
And she goes, no, I didn't. And it literally shows a screenshot of her saying, I should sue you, you fuck. (laughs) And then she goes, get your fucking home up to code. She goes, Meredith said to me, do you want the house? You could take the house. And And then then Meredith goes, no, I did not. And Heather goes, Meredith, did you say that? And Meredith goes, no. And I'm like, she definitely said that. Well, Monica goes, to be clear, I had to go to urgent care. And then she goes, and to be double clear, I had a conversation with Meredith. And you see Meredith literally go like this. <laughs> and she goes, and she said, take the house. You want the house? You can take the house. And and she said, I said it. The house should be up to code. Of course. I'm like, oh, my God. You you are all. You're caught. Litigious. Like- but Monica is truly like the type of person who will throw anyone under the bus. She'll, like, what do they say? She'll throw the thing at it, like the when you're when you're just like throwing anything. Is that saying? I don't know. I don't know, but she like like you can't tell her a single thing. Like if you were like, I stubbed my toe today and it like really hurt. Like if she could use that to her advantage, she'll she, sue you. She'd be like, bring your stubbed toe into the mix. Like nothing is off limits. She has no scruples. And that's why I also think that she is a dirty rat is because you can't tell her a goddamn thing without her using it as ammunition if she finds herself pinned up against in a corner. Yeah. And then Heather's like, is this what you do? Angie's like, is this what you do? You just sue people? Is that how you make your living? You sue and- people for a living? And I was like, there are she people goes, like I've that. I've never sued anyone in my goddamn life. And Heather goes, you're suing me. And she goes, that was a counter sue. And Meredith goes, a counter sue. And then and then Lisa says gets into it with her and then they start fucking going at it. And then Lisa says, "No, I was you were misconveyed." I was like, "Lisa." And then Monica says, "Too shit. Too shit." And then Heather you see her go, "Too shit." <laughs> they rile each other up to where they can't speak the English language anymore and finally Angie K goes, "Pay your bills." And Monica goes, "No." And I was like, "You're crazy that is like her in a nutshell honest i love just like no no why would i pay my bills that is like that's the kind of energy where i'm like i don't know what to make of you but you have to stay very far away from me i don't want her anywhere i don't want her anywhere near me i need a i need like a orange alert or some sort of alert i think we said this on the last episode but like if she touches down alert in any city any town or county, you get every that resident of the county should get the alert. Yeah, that Monica Garcia has touched down. I and I also, I'm sorry, I will not be gaslit into thinking she's like a girl. She's a queen. Who? Mo- Monica. People are like are like she's she's mother. Who's saying that? Gays. They need to find a new queen. And then Annie goes. So you. Monica told her mom to find her own ride home at Greek Easter. And so production called LD an Uber. And LD said, I'm not riding in that shit box because it was a Subaru. <laughs> she had a, She's I love, a true queen. I like the idea of like LD riding down because Angie lives like atop a hill, like the Acropolis looking out on <laughs> Salt Lake. Angie's Hill, just driving down. I'm not driving down this mountain with a Subaru. I'm not going riding in that shit box. And then we find it. Andy goes, so you have, you've used various names, he says to Monica. Monica was born Monica Darnell. Monica Linda Darnell. 
And then uh, I love calling your daughter her middle name is your first name. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nutty. Yeah, LD. This is the, this is why LD is LD. And then Monica Sturr going by Monica Garcia, which is her mother's like lineage. She's full of shit. She's a scammer. I honestly think my theory is that she was in on some sort of activity with Jen mm. and then had to flip in order to save herself. Allegedly. But like this is just my theory. Yeah. Like n- with no facts to back it up. Like I do not research. I just go on vibes and vibes alone. I think that she was in on it and then when Jen was mean to her, that's when she was like got like a moral uh, felt a moral obligation to take her down. But I think Monica is only out for Monica. I think if Jen was nice to her, she would have been right there with her. And then we get a flash of LD going, Monica Darnell, when they're at their dinner. And she goes, you know that's not my name anymore. These two. And Andy goes, so you've used four names? And then Monica goes, I've only used three names. And then she admits, she's like, legally, I've only used three names. But she has used four names. I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. And then we get an update on Jack and why he got his mission trip, like, postponed. Lisa goes, he has great abs, so he sent a shirtless pic for his visa and it got denied. But in his defense, he's been working out really hard. Mother of the year. And everyone goes, wait, he sent a shirtless photo to be used as his visa photo. And she goes, yeah, probably the first Mormon ever to do it. You know he had to do it to him. Um, and then they, they start talking about like, how do you reconcile with like, blah, 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 <laughs> like fucking ha- like I'm, I don't care. The Mormon church being like anti-gay and Lisa goes, she goes, it never explicitly says LGBTQIA is not okay in the book of Mormon. And she goes, every other religion treats them like shit too. Fair. Work. And they take a break and Mary, and Andy goes, we're going to bring Mary Cosby out. So everyone... Eat some cheese cubes yeah. <laughs> and gird your loins. Monica's getting ready, and all of a sudden we hear knock, knock, and it's Mary looking fab, fierce, hair straightened, darkened, dress blue. She looked incredible. Cuffs on, heels high. She toots right into that room and asks Monica what's been going on, and Monica gives her the lowdown on all the bonties of it all, and Mary goes, "That is unacceptable." <laughs> About, like, the other women. Crazy. When they get out there, Andy goes, he goes, hi, Mary. He goes, you know, we really missed you the last reunion. And she goes, I didn't come to the last reunion. And Andy, you made me pay for it (laughs) by not having her on the season. Not having her on this season? The last season. Oh, yeah. But she's like, "You." then you said you came back because you wanted to help us out. And she was like, yeah. And he goes, do you agree with that, ladies? And they all kind of go, yeah. And then I Ant- was shocked by that. Heather, when Heather was like, yeah, we did need her. Angie K goes, yeah. And Mary goes, Angie, this is your first year. Why are you even answering? And, and then Andy goes, wait, she was just defending you and like saying you should. And she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> she goes, Angie, That's why Monica are you even? Vibes. She goes, why are you even talking? You weren't here. And I'm like, wait. And then Angie just goes like this. And that's why I love Angie. She's unflappable and she looks, then she looks at Mary and she goes, lipstick, and helps her. And then 
Andy goes, Mary, who do you like in this cast? And she goes, well, I like Angie. I do like Angie. She goes, she can take me. And then Angie she goes. She won her over in like five minutes. And she goes, and I love Meredith. And then Meredith goes, and I love you. <laughs> and then she goes, and I like Monica. She's pretty. She's pretty. <laughs> I really think she only likes Monica because she's pretty. And then Andy goes, he goes, well, he goes, Mary, with all due, you. And she goes, and I liked you, but you were talking shit about me in your interviews. And Heather goes, what? What What are you talking about? She goes, you made fun of my house. And then Andy goes, well, with all due, Mary, you called Heather inbred. And then we cut to her, Heather going, do you think I look inbred? And Mary going, yes. Yes. Yes, I do. And he and goes, then, what's worse, you calling her inbred or her talking about your house? She goes, her comments about my house. <laughs> And then she's, they start like going back and forth, and then Mary goes to Heather and Lisa. She goes, well, I had my house before the show, so I was like, oof. Her logic is fascinating to me. I love someone defending you, and then you immediately go, shut up. And then them going, she was saying she was on your side, and you're going, oh, okay. I like you. I like her. Major. Um, she tells a story about Robert <laughs> Jr. and his girlfriend slash wife having sex in her house so loudly that she can hear it and then her telling the wife slash girlfriend like don't make those loud noises like you'll like you'll make him think he's better in bed than he is which okay in theory it's like that's true it's very carrie bradshaw it's very miranda hobbs of her but honestly like the there was something about her telling this story and just like knowing her house and like the history of her family it made me so uncomfortable and you look at the women the women's (laughs) faces as mary's like telling this like story that she this is why i love her too is because like this is normal and like kooky and relatable like in her mind this is like sitcom fodder and everyone else like angie k's face is like this well, it's so dis- it's like disturbing. It's deeply disturbing. She she goes, I heard the sounds and I thought, what well, what's going on in there? So I walked in and I watched them and I said, ah, and I closed the door and I was like, later, like, don't make that. You'll blow up his head. Don't don't inflate his ego. And I was like, it's it's a little it's very, very dark. That's a house of horrors. It's a house of horrors. Green carpet, those chairs. And she says it without an, in- an ounce of like awareness that it's not right, which is sad very normalized it's just like so weird i don't and like again i'm not saying i don't don't think mary like does like abuses her son other than just emotionally but like i think no it's just uncomfortable it's just it's just too the boundaries there's no bound it's like very strange and to be telling it with such like this is like a normal day in the life this is one of many days where just kooky shit happens in that horror house and then mary point blank says whitney's racist and and whitney goes really that breaks my heart and andy goes why do you think she's racist and she goes well it's in her part of her people she goes the mormons you know in the book and she i will say she gags she them had all. their number she said they basically and it's it is true i think and in, in the original text they like say that anyone who isn't white is like damned and they go to like a different afterlife they go to a different afterlife and like are their servants i was like and she goes so with that i think whitney's racist and whitney goes 
okay, so I've never said anything to you, and I understand like we have a position of privilege as white women, so I agree with you in that way, but I have never said anything racist to you. And Andy goes, has Whitney said anything racist to you? And Mary goes, no. She said, just a feeling I have. And I was like, I have to respect that. Didn't Mary say like terrible things about... Mary said uh, quite a few racist things, I think, on this show, or just like weird... There's been ambiguous moments so but i guess maybe by that metric she would know if something's racist or not i'm just like obsessed with saying someone else is racist when they have never exhibited that behavior to you but you just like low-key know she's probably i mean honestly she said i just feel it i was and whitney handled it really well they talk about the mormon doctrine being rooted in racism heather goes it's rooted in racism and lisa goes no it's not no it's not it's not it's not and i was like lisa i know don't fight this battle and then heather goes heather's like well they're trying to like right those wrongs or something or lisa Lisa, proud mormon proud mormon not the time Mm -mm. i liked i kind of i really even though it was like the person she said it to like probably hasn't said anything like to her outright like that i was i appreciated her just kind of like clearing the room yeah and like in that in that city like it must be hard to not be white and mormon Mm -hmm. and i just appreciated her even if like one has no choice but to become a cult leader no and i i kind of just stand her being like these are the facts yeah i don't mind it i'm Um, down they bring up von tease and they're like, what do you think about reality Von Tease, Mary? And she's like, I don't give a shit. And Heather's like, really? Even if she was talking shit about you on reality Von Tease? And then she goes, what do you mean? And then she, Heather goes, I have a recording. And Monica Even goes... Even if reality Von Tease called you a dumb bitch? And she goes, what? And Lisa goes, get the recording. And Heather goes like basically like this. And Monica goes, this isn't true. That's not my voice. And I was like, it's literally Monica being like, yeah, so like low-key, I'm going to message Mary about all that shit. This recording was very like taken out of context, I think. Like, I don't think she was necessarily calling Mary a dumb bitch. I think she's just like saying dumb shit. And like Mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway that I was shook by is her being like, no, bitch, I can put it on fucking Von T's. And I was like, ah! ah, like, I can't take like proud, like proud admin of Von T's. I'm also just obsessed with Tanisha. Her like gotcha moment is truly to be like, whatever, I'll just throw it on fucking Von T's. I'm also obsessed with her best friend basically like creating a dossier of just like thousands of minutes of recordings that you've sent over Instagram talking shit and implicating you. To Heather. No, it's just it's just like what a, a great friend of the year. <laughs> just these ladies have no loyalty. Bontees or not, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on. Fucking put it on Bontees. And Mary goes basically. I still don't give a shit. Yeah, she's like, I don't care. I don't care. I love that take. Me too. That's I believe it, that I believe her. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. I don't think any of these women really care that much. I no. think it's just like they hate Monica and want a reason to like hate her. It wasn't like Von Tease was this like looming threat for the last few seasons. If it 
in a in a miraculous like like we've never heard of Von Tees until this moment. It's not like it was like a known account. No, and like in my ideal world, Von Tees has been at it since season one, and it's been this like kind of invisible villain the kind of like von T- they're treating von Tees like it's like perez hilton or something no i know like it's i just deadline no and then the fact that we learn about von Tees on the beach we should get like we should reach out to von Tees and see if we can like drop a von Tees mention what if because von Tees is is inactive now but what if we like what if von Tees does become like the new hollywood reporter no but what like nikki fink <laughs> deadline what if but what if Von Tease needs to pivot and become like the like Hollywood, like truly the Hollywood reporter, like the new variety, the new deadline. What if one night just like you were like, I'm going to just see if on like what happens. So you just um, you write, go on Instagram and click in and just write. Have a tip. Hi, have a tip. And then no one hour goes by two, three, four, nothing, no response okay i'll go to bed and then you wake up in the morning and you just see like at like 3 25 a.m hey period from von Tees. i bet you could wouldn't that be kind of wouldn't you be kind of spooked in the night that von Tees that monica was laying awake in her weird little house <laughs> at 4 a.m reading your text of von Tees? yeah i'm really freaked out by it's not the von. T- it's not about like the content of reality. No. Von it's about like that. The passion for no, but real- I think, being reality von Tees. I think arguably, these women maybe that was what freaked them out the most. I think they more like want an excuse. Yeah, but like to me, I'm like if you're. And I also stand by, like, I don't think Von Tees was, like, taking Jen Shaw down. I don't think that that was, like, happening. Well, we get a preview of next week, and we see that we learn that Monica had access to all the security cameras. And Lisa goes, you were fucking stalking her. You were driving by her house. Like, why are you doing that? You're a mom. Why? That's a good question. Why is a mother? I just don't believe. Like, if I found out that my mom had a secret life running reality von Tees, I'd be like, "I'm emancipating I'm putting myself. you in the. I'm putting you in a nursing home. I'm, I'm taking eman- away your phone. I would emancipate. I'm con- I'm committing you. I also was like, if you have enough time in your day as a mother of four to start an account reality von Tees, and like send people voice notes and mean like whatever, I'll put it on fucking von Tees. See how they like it. You need to like get right with god it scares me that she had potentially had access to like surveillance footage and was just like watching her on her phone and i and then i remember that this weird news report i saw a few years ago where like these young parents learned that someone had hacked their baby's baby monitor and was like going like fucker fucker at night and like yelling obscenities at the baby while it was sleeping and that scared me it was monica i know that's a von <laughs> move <laughs> It's a good reunion. I'm happy with Whatever. it. Whatever. I'll just like fucking put it on Von T's. Throw it up on Von T. See how they like it. Scary. I'm really freaked out Me by too. that. But overall, I think it's been a good... Re- Most reunions are flops, and this is a good one. It's pretty good. I hope LD comes out next. Isn't she supposed to come out? We'll see. We need to send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. AKA LD in all her glory to set Monica fucking straight. I want her to have like a Raquel where that one reunion where she came in in that like 
horrific dress. Remember? It was like one shouldered. She and she stood. No, the, the one, one with like the big. Yeah, and she stood there like uh, like she did like yeah. I want LD to come in the third episode of the reunion, and I want Andy to be like Monica. You are officially demoted to friend of. Please rise and make her move to like a bar stool on the side. And he goes, LD, you have been promoted to housewife. Please come take your rightful seat. And And then she sits to his right. Like that would be so satisfying to watch. He goes, take your snowflake, flake, 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 flake. And all the women's faces would be like, because if you think Ms. Von Tees is bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Ms. Darnell. Ms. Darnell. Ms. LD. The worst of the worst. Reality LD. Reality LD. What if she takes over the account? Von Tees has like, it's a prime time to pivot and monetize. I mean, LD spends her days just tweeting and retweeting horrific things about her only child. <laughs> like she's the worst mother of all time. I'm sorry, I would say that to her face. Like she is yeah. she is a terrible person. <laughs> Wait, I was also shaken at remembering how Monica, like in their first conversation, remember when Monica was like, "You literally thought you hung up the phone and you didn't and I listened to you say, "I hate your fucking guts." She means that. I know. But imagine your mom imagine, hearing your mom say that. Imagine getting full verbal confirmation that the the person who brought you into this world hates your guts. Only only if you're Monica would that happen. Yeah. It's such a vicious cycle with the two of them. I know. I They're, love it. I think they need to not be in each other's lives. I think they should be in the oh. show and uh, in each other's lives. But here's the thing, I think we would I think we would come to resent it and feel like, be like, I can't look. This is just too much. Maybe it's a good test. I would like them to push us to our absolute limits with these two. (laughs) It's like in I want to go like full, like they are going to go like full martyrs with like. Still haven't seen it. Oh my God. Uh, Carrie, I need you to see this movie. I feel like it'll scare me. You'll, I think you'll be gagged by it. I think you'll be like really incredibly gagged by it gagged in the but way who that knows, was... you can't know unless you try and watch it gagged but i want bravo to like basically torture us with this relationship women's stories matter they do now more than ever this is me now this is me now. let's do a little cult shout out to our cult girlies and gays and days let's do it Sarah Elizabeth. This is Sarah Elizabeth. Lucy from London. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Brooke Johansson. Brooke. Brittany Ryan Weiss. Weiss. Danielle McMillan. McMillan. Lady Swampage gives, gives no, no fucks. fucks. Lazara. Lazara. Mazatov. Mazatov. Mary. Mary. Mike Earhart. Earhart. Carrie Oaks. Oaks. Sharon Baum. Baum. Realtor. Ross Stanley. Stanley. Owsley. Owsley. Mariah Kay. Kay. Kathy West. Kathy West. Rochelle Martino. Martino. Kit Moore. Diane Weist. Kit Moore. Hillary. Hillary. Orlanda. Orlanda. Patron of the Farts. Patron of the Fart. Nick Sedaris. Sedaris. Emily. Emily. Kim Lucas. Jeffrey Pradama 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 Pradama. This is the call.
Um, Guys, go to sexyuniquepodcast.com. Get tickets to our shows. You won't want to miss them. We're going to be in Texas, OKC, Los Angeles. Wild, wild west. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Well, no, next week is not the VPR. Does not start next week. But but it's coming around the corner. We'll be back with Traders Recap. Bonus, bonus episode, episode and another final Rosick reunion part. Bye. Love and light. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.